Are you gonna do the open? Cause you don't like. Mine. Yes, cause you yours is every week. Hello. Now that's how you always come to know. <laughs> Vet in the game podcast would like to wish Elena Susan Rubenstein a very happy birthday. Ooh. This is all Elena all yes. day. So this is her pre-birthday pod. Her this birthday is, is birthday really April 21st, which I get wrong every year. And I said April 20th, which I think Lays is it. because that's associated with a different holiday. Um, but this is, uh, Elena's mm-hmm. really happy to take this pod. Me, not so much, but I'm here for the moral support. Yeah, that's um, what best friends are for. That's what friends are for. Hey, the commitment was real. I brought my remote setup to vacation. I... Was oh, not yes. going to let the listeners down. I felt like personally, I needed to make sure it happened. Uh, and we had a break a week, a couple weeks ago. So I didn't want to, you know, we can't, we got to ride the wave, people. Well, and it's I my didn't birthday hear from pod. you until like three o'clock. And I was like, Lord, please tell me this means we ain't got to do the pod. This no, no mood. And it ain't exactly a vacation, birthday, <laughs> good time vibe like Elaine is having. Okay. <laughs> So she's committed. She's on vacation with a little remote setup for, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, everybody round of applause for Ruby because she's out here making it happen. I was excited, I guess. Uh, Cause really all this vacation is, is just relocating my fat ass to a different house. Cause I'm still scared to go out in the streets. Uh, I mean, I know I go out in the streets. Oh, that was like you a lie. You already <laughs> just told a lie. But I'm in a whole different zip code, and you know, I already went into a, the Dollar General today, and about five people didn't have masks on, but the sign said face covering required, and I'm like, these aren't my people. This is not my ministry. I need oh, you're to get not in Texas because all day every day here. Uh, it was the first time. It was so. You know, and I was like, damn. Because you done left that nice Connecticut cushy nutmeg life. Yep. But that's okay. I'm chilling here in beautiful Massanutten, Virginia. It's gorgeous. Um, I'm excited to get to spend my birthday week here. Um, I always like to pretend like I don't make a big deal out of my birthday, but I always (laughs) set the bar uh, pretty high, so I always have to give a shit. Um, And I hope people give a lot of shits about me. Um, Just kidding. (laughs) But um, I definitely do. I'm excited for my birthday this year. Uh, that's what I'm rolling with. April 21st, we're rolling with the good the good day. Um, Circle it, put it on the calendar. Wish her a happy birthday. Yep. Girl, slide in the dunes. Um, and, and when are you getting home? Saturday the 24th. Oh, good, good, good. Until your birthday present can, can get there late. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck in the mail. Um, but no, I'm excited about the birthday this year. Excited to be uh out of town a little bit last year i mean everybody had a okay oh, oh you've been so excited this is your vet in the game year this is right 32 and a vet in the game shawty even though i I'm put my sure age out there we've told y'all this story before so that ti song i was saying mm-hmm. it wrong forever because mm-hmm. i just say lip wrong all the time <laughs> and maybe i just wanted to fit it to like what yeah, i like needed style. <laughs> right so i was 32 and a vet in the game really he was like, I'm 22 in a vet. And then I was like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense because at that young age, when you're yeah, 32, you, you are a vet in the game. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's how we got our podcast name. <laughs> that's it. And so Elena is super excited to celebrate her in vet in the game age this year. So we are excited about that because I've definitely passed that age. So <laughs> that's more like a... 
happy trails for me, but you know, I'm just I'm, happy. I'm glad I'm, I'm happy you're here. Number. Yes. Oh, so that's another weird thing me and Elena both believe in, which is crazy, is that we think that odd numbers Mm. are just ugly. Problematic. Yeah, like it's like almost bad juju. So Mm -hmm. when I turned 27, I was like, ugh. I was like, this is that number ugly year like Mm -hmm. i don't most people think seven is a lucky number i just saw that seven as daggers okay i was like 27 this is so ugly and sure enough worst year (laughs) of my life bro ever Uh, i'm not even gonna say so far like i'm not sure you can talk that year yeah so anyway so yeah me and rube's like round numbers which is kind of weird but yeah kind of like you know i like my girls bbw round you know <laughs> hey anyway uh okay, shout out 420 good. which is the day before my birthday um you know the other national holidays uh we'll be celebrating I don't know if it's a national holiday uh, 420 is definitely a national holiday <laughs> um but yeah i'm excited uh this is my i uh feel victorious about this birthday i'm excited about it uh personally just because of what i've been through in the last year um yeah. Update for listeners on the pod. I've got no tumor growth, which is amazing news, which gives me hope. Uh, I got some answers to my uh, hearing loss in my right ear and all the sensations I'm feeling. It's just dead hearing, and that's what it feels like. And I was like, great, getting old is so much fun. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But, I mean, I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling good. Um, and I'm excited. I uh, 32 is going to be a good one. I can what is it. even dead hearing, though? Like, oh, I don't – I can't. What, what? Basically, all the nerves that would, in theory, process sound or create sound in my, ear sound in my ear, they're dead. So it just, oh, <laughs> just the, but the, the the nerves are dead. So it just creates. What the problem is, is there's a conflict between the brain and the ears because basically the brain wants to hear everything from the nerves in the ear, but some of the nerves are dead. So it creates this like mixed signal messaging, or at least that's what the guy that I paid a four dollar copay told me to. Uh, so. <laughs> We'll see. It sounds real intense, but real intense. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm um, hoping to get back to now that uh, actually on the 21st is also my two week uh, incubation or whatever for the vaccine. So, uh, I mean, despite waiting for some blood clots to possibly happen because I got the Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> so uh, that's always a fun threat. I was um, real worried about you. That's why I was texting you. And when you ain't text me back, I was like, oh, man, they got her. They got her, y'all. She out of there. My mom was, was like, I feel so bad for you guys. Because <laughs> she was like, you know, the whole government's telling all the people under 40 to get the J&J because it's a one and done and it's easier. And then they're like, oh, it's like, it's busted. It's giving people blood clots. <laughs> oh, man. But I also just heard, like, in general, everybody I know had, like, horrible side effects, which they said would likely happen. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, like with some with Pfizer, Moderna, that was kind of like, eh, you may or you may not. I did Pfizer. I got my second shot on Friday. And I the only thing I had was like a sore arm. That was about it. I didn't have any feet, you know, none of cough, no, none of that. And so that's what I feel like the J&J got. Everybody was like, sucker. And y'all was me down for the count. Yes. My sister, Curtis, everybody, man, woman. Whoever got it was lit up by that thing, but you know. And now we got to be watch out for any pain in our body because we could have a blood clot. My oh my gosh! Earlier today, I was taking a nap and I could feel my leg twitching. I was like, "This is it." <laughs> I, like, this is it. 
I don't know what a nap is, lad oh. child. It's vacation. Uh, you just wake up, bake up, nap. That's it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, in the class, you know, I feel you. I, my my bed is my nap and my couch at the moment still. Oh, so still, oh my god, I this just want y'all to know. Still just, and they charge you haul y'all. Don't ever do it. Like don't mm. do it, bro. Don't do you. I'm. Do not do U-Haul ever, 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 ever. Oh. I used to do U-Haul like the U-Boxes where they ship them for mm -hmm. you. you get, girl, they gonna tell me they don't have the trailer, they don't have this, they don't have that. I say, y'all got the horse and not the buggy? Y'all got the peanut butter and no jelly? You got the ham and no cheese? Like, what are y'all telling me right now? Then they had a nerve to charge my car to storage fee. It's y'all fault I didn't get my stuff out of storage. Like, y'all ain't got no resources. Yeah, I didn't anyway. know they charge you a storage fee now because they've been holding on to your stuff. Oh, trust me. I got corporate uh, on hold. I call them every day. Like, did y'all resolve my case yet? Because y'all like, going to be reimbursing. It's me again. Because <laughs> y'all going to be reimbursing all of that money. And you're going to give me a discount. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, I just so anyway, get your stuff out of there. So yes, America, that. Elena's sleeping like a princess and I'm still on my air mattress, which is my couch, my bed, uh, everything. everything. You're hanging out your desk. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm defeated, y'all. Uh, anyway. All right. So uh, we got some questions. Yeah. But like these questions uh, hurt. These questions are crazy because like these are deep, y'all. I, I think we just have questions because... If you've been living in America for the last week, last three, four weeks, it just seems like last year, bruh. I know the last year, like, two, three. Oh my gosh. But I just um the feelings that I have now, I equate to um last year between like June and August when there was a lot of uh, protests and a lot of marches. And unfortunately, I was going through cancer treatment and radiation, so I couldn't be out in the public. I was radioactive, you know, you couldn't participate. But I just remember watching all of this from the sidelines going on. And I was like, damn. And then it seemed like, uh, you no, know, we were kind of calm, which is a, it doesn't happen in America. Uh, and then, you know, the last two weeks, we, my wife and I have been watching the Derek Chauvin trial and, you know, really invested in that. And, and we want to make sure George Floyd is um, given his due, you know, because it's not fair what happened to him. Um, and then at the same time that this trial is going on, there's another Dante White is killed. And it's just it's it's mind blowing. That is not his me. name. What is it? Danute, right? Is it Danute or Dante? It's Dante, definitely. Right, not right. Oh, right. White. Okay. See, there you go. <laughs> I can't say ours. It's my speech impediment. Um, we we not gonna say what it really is, but now I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, no! But it's so upsetting for me because it feels it's a hopeless situation. It makes me scared. Um, you know, I'm not going to be the one that's popping out white babies. I could tell you that. And that makes me scared for the kids that I may have one day, like thinking like about them and their lives. Um, I'm not going to give child or TMI for the pot, but uh, definitely would like to adopt, <laughs> would like to adopt one day, but, um, and it's not going to be some white bread because we need to take care of our own. And uh, America isn't white anymore. People look up and realize that. But anyway, um, we're marching. But I think it's important to understand, you know, like if you did adopt a like sometimes I feel like people feel obligated to adopt, you know, like black kids and Hispanics because mm -hmm. they think that they're just more in the system. But mm -hmm. I mean, 
just even if you wanted to have a white baby, like that's totally fine and acceptable Mm -hmm. too. You know, they're they're in need as well. You know, any child who was given up or thrown away or whatever, everybody, regardless, or every kid deserves like that opportunity. Every life matters. Which includes every life matters. So why are we doing this? Why is this still happening? Why are people dying senseless deaths? I mean, it's just, it's disgusting. I wrote that in my notes right here. I just, I have three notes for our B block. How are reporters still being arrested for covering the news? Mm. Day eight and not slash nine of the protests in Brooklyn center, Minneapolis. And how are people still dying at the, the hands of these police officers, a 13 year old in Chicago? Um, I mean, where it continues to go in the same state where a massive trial is going on for the death of George Floyd at the same exact time, there's another killing. It just doesn't make sense. And, you know, you see a 20 Kim Porter, the 26 year veteran or whatever it is at the police department in a moment, can't tell the difference between a taser and a gun. It just, it's, it's starting to get alarming. It makes you feel unsafe no matter what. And then on the other hand, we're living in a world where there's mass shootings every day in America, the FedEx mm-hmm. facility. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go to the movies. It starts like you get scared. I walked into Aldi today and I was like, damn, I've never been to this Aldi. I don't know the layout. I don't know anybody in here. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary, like that's a scary reality that we live in nowadays. Like you can't even go to a foreign place and like feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's sad. And I can't imagine being, you know, a, a person of color and just being unable to feel safe at home in your own home in your own streets where you're from i mean Mm -hmm. it's it makes me sick i hate it um and i wish there was more that i could do i mean i can uh hope tell me put me tell me where to put my money tell me where to put my money where my mouth is or whatever the fuck i gotta do but it's um it's really disgusting and i hate it and i hope that next week we see justice served uh, for george floyd and his family and i hope that derek chauvin gets what he uh deserves and uh it's a hot topic, but um, I just hope that this sets a precedence because I think um, the policing system in America has is one-sided and it's clear what it's one-sided towards, policing a certain demographic, and that's about it. Uh, so. What's interesting, I think, is I watch a lot of TV shows too. I watch a lot of cop shows, which is funny. You love that. Um, you know, and, but it's, you know, even for the cops, like, I'm not saying all the cops, but uh you know, there are some cops who are just like, I'm not even pulling anybody over for a traffic violation because mm-hmm. we don't know how this is going to go down, you know? And I understand there's always been the argument about like cops matter, lot, black mm-hmm. lives, every, everybody matters, right? And so it's mm-hmm. just crazy to see like both sides of the coin. Like my cousin was a detective for a long time. He's not a detective anymore, but you know, he was like one of the first, he was like the youngest detective in New Jersey or something at the time, something mm-hmm like that. And so, you know, when you do know people on both sides, it is hard because you do know what everybody goes through. And again, to your point, some things are um, just not acceptable in general, Mm -hmm. but it is just trying to like see, you know, every, from every angle, every side, it's just, it's, it's, it's it's hard for everybody right now. Oh my gosh. I like, Christina and I go back and forth sometimes, you know, trying to poke holes about like, what could have happened? What could have been that? And you start to see all the different sides and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so complicated. Like, it's not easy. But um, I think as a culture in America, I think uh, I hopefully eyes are opening to what's really happening. And this is 
in our communities. This is everywhere. This is around us. Um, it's like what we talked about before, Pod. Uh, you mentioned a horrible story out of Texas where some kids had a Snapchat chain uh, basically auctioning off uh, people of color. And that's just awful. It's 2021. These are high school students. And that means mm -hmm. that's, in, that's ingrained in them. That means that's around them. That's what they're being subjected to or told and learned. And that's, an, that's a learned behavior. Nobody comes out of the, the uh, womb racist. That is a learned behavior that you learn from your surroundings, what you, uh, all of that. And if you can get yourself out of that, um, we're more than happy to help. Come, We'll get you some cultural collides. We'll take care of you. Uh, just kidding. I still don't know shit about shit. That's why I have Letitia uh, to keep me in line. But um, I just hope next week we get some justice for George Floyd. And I hope it um, after that we get um, justice for Danute Wright because. Uh, Can you say this man name wrong? I can't say my R's. I'm saying right. W -R no, you just said Danute. His name is Dante Wright. Dante. Okay. The why. Oh my gosh. See, I'm so paranoid about the R's. Oh my gosh. Danu is my neighbor. Ugh. Anyway, Dante, right. It's sad. It really is sad. Um, but even his mom said at this point, there's no justice. It is holding people accountable. Like justice cannot like, it's not going to bring, doesn't bring him back. back. It doesn't. Yeah. Like she was like at that, she literally said this, the word justice means nothing to me. It's, mm -hmm. it's all about now just accountability. There so needs to be a systematic like change in the policing in America. There needs to be community level policing. It doesn't need to be coming in guns blazing with the police. You can have a community resource officer that comes in, um, Departments need to diversify as well. You know, there shouldn't be just all white people uh, policing in predominantly black communities. You know, it should be a mix. It should be working on trying to get individuals involved. Um, but it's a systematic change that needs to happen. And um, we know how change is in America. We sure love it. Uh, we love to keep uh, racist statues up for as long as humanly possible and then protest when they want to come down. Uh, so, you know, shit ain't changing. But anyway, uh, Moving right along, um, right into our cultural, we collide in, right into cultural collides. Um, and uh, I'm just, as the sun is setting, it's getting a little dark here in Virginia. I am uh, just grateful for my uh, grandma, grandma, you know, because grandma hooked so it up. You know, I was telling Elena how privileged she is because, you know, most she said she's staying at this time to her grandma gave her. I said, that is not something that, that I'm going to be doing anytime soon. Ain't nobody gave me nothing in this life, okay? And uh, I'm going to be right here on my air mattress because I can't even get the day off of work, okay? So um for my birthday coming up. So basically, we, you know, then it got me and Rubes talking about like, just um i have a lot of you know black friends who are always talking about creating generational wealth like mm -hmm. this generation is trying to do things different and they're trying to um you know set set younger generations up for success and like now is the time mm -hmm. to you know we've we have more opportunity now than ever to mm -hmm. do things so you know uh, I would just like to say uh, her cultural collide to me is that she over here with all the privilege in the world and has hey. all the trips and has just, all of the backing from the family. And she ain't even my grandma, grandma. She's like my great, 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 great aunt. Uh, and her kids would probably be salty as hell. I know they ain't listening to this podcast, but yeah, grandma gave me a timeshare, y'all. <laughs> hmm. uh, because I was the favorite grandkid and I'm not even her real grandkid. Um, okay. 
But no, generational uh, wealth is, uh, it's big. Um, I know right now in the housing market, it could be a critical time where people can purchase homes and have that in their family, um, you know, and, and build on it. Um, I think sometimes the idea is that you can't, you know, buy a house, but I think um, it's something that can stay in your family for a while. I don't, you know, I'm fortunate that this timeshare gets to stay in my family. Um, I mean, I have to maintain it. It's a financial obligation, uh, tough shit, but uh, it's fun. I get to hang out and uh, come to Virginia, I guess. This is my first time here. Usually I convert the timeshare to points and go to Palm Springs or Arizona, a bunch of different places I've been. And so this is the first time in Virginia. But um, no, I think uh, what you mentioned about generational wealth, I just read this story um, about this guy who uh, had been living in this apartment for, or in this house, it was renting from a landlord for a really long time been consistent with his rent and he ended up hitting a hundred thousand dollars on a scratcher. And so he texted his landlord and was like, I'd like to pay my rent up front for a little bit. And he was like, why don't you just give me a deposit for the house and you rent to own and in 15 years you'll have the house because he's basically, and like, that's what like, and the guy couldn't believe it. Cause you know, uh, you know, not everybody has the best credit. Not everybody has the same access to resources. You know, sometimes you need private lending, you know, all of those things, but mm -hmm. it's, um, it, it, it works out. So, Random rant, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were even Curtis and I were talking about that because he lives in Los Angeles, and mm -hmm. you know, you can't buy no house in Los Angeles, <laughs> like especially working at no ESPN <laughs> as a production assistant or whatever <laughs> kind of associate, whatever he is, you know. But to his point, it's like, why are there not more? uh systems in place for like you know him and all his friends are from cal like they were born mm -hmm. in california like and his mom she ain't nowhere close to being gone so he can't mm -hmm. like inherit her house you know and yeah. stuff like that and so it's just like why is there not like the states should all have something where like if you're from here and you want to live here we have this you know, program, or something. program for you to be mm -hmm. able to be a homeowner in the city that you were born and raised in, rather mm -hmm. than you having a like most people in LA go like an hour out to suburban. They can't areas. afford it. Exactly. And, you know, he, one of his uh, family, one of his best friends just moved to Dallas area, um, to Soto, I think. And so, you know, that was like, because he just had a kid and they were like, we can't handle house in LA, you know, and with a kid. So it's just sad that, you know, if you don't have that background or you don't have those options mm -hmm. and opportunities that you get forced out of like possibly where you from. And where so your family has roots and it's like a whole, mm -hmm. a whole family can't, their whole life can get moved because, you know, I think a gentrification and all that is awful, but yeah, um, for sure. I mean, uh, there should be programs for that. I mean, I think about it in Oakland, you know, all the people that get kicked out of their homes in Oakland because they want to build these high rises instead and big luxury apartments. And you know, just... we're going to do it. Shout out Marshawn Lynch. Who, uh, bought a whole bunch of houses in his neighborhood to stop gentrification. He was mm -hmm. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're not about to let y'all just come up in here and not take this yeah, neighborhood. Like, no, sir. So he didn't buy a couple of houses and you know, then you can't, because a lot of times people don't want the houses. They just want the land. They just mm -hmm. want to knock down those houses that were already there and just build their mm -hmm. own houses on the land. So they really just mm -hmm. want the land. So, um, shut up. But, um, yeah, that's a. Uh... I mean, you saw it in your old LA. I felt like you always all every time you pop up, there'd be some new building, some new development, some 
getting done all around you in the years you were there. I was across from a, uh, what was it, $12 million? They call them urban homes now. So they build up versus building out. So they would knock down a tiny house. I mean, like two bedroom, one bath house, knock it down and would be able to put up a 12 unit Oh urban home which was one million dollars a home so i'm sitting in my little my little do-to-do <laughs> apartment that wasn't it wasn't bad but it wasn't a one day when the fantastic like i didn't feel like i was living the dream mm-hmm. so you know then you you look across and you're like oh they are building mansions here and i was like it's just a matter of time before a my landlord sells b we get set and i feel like he mm-hmm. was always trying to put me out because i was there for so long he was like oh the price <laughs> you know you can it's rent control so he was like man if i could just get her up out of here i could move mm-hmm. somebody else in for double what she's paying for rent. for sure you know? also a part of like just greed man people so greedy they don't want to take care of people they just want just want to do mm-hmm. for themselves and that's what kind of sucks too but Tim, I really wonder what your old apartment will rent will be. We'll have to try to look that up. See what he'll scamming McScammer scene. He was trying to steal Scammer, your money. Eleven hundred dollar deposit down. I got back four hundred and sixty five dollars. Like, bro, Ooh. my is I did not move out of there and trash that place. But I was like, whatever. I moved out. That place was probably better when I left it than when I got it. And I was like, you know what? It's straight though. Like, I don't even Tim, care. The world is trying you. I hope you know you're gonna hit a lotto one day this year. I feel it. <laughs> you deserve it. That'll be our attention. Set it and forget it. Letitia wins the lotto. Okay, so moving on to <laughs> uh, so Rubes. Um, I have a question for you because it's your birthday. Um, birthday cake. Favorite mm. birthday cake. So for me, I want it's 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 a hard hard tie. So, um. I love red velvet cake. That's definitely my favorite. There's a really good place up here in Connecticut. It's actually a grocery store that has like the best bakery and they have the best cream cheese frosting on the red velvet cake or is ice cream cake all day, but with extra crunchies, I want like a fudgy the whale. So it has crunchies all on the outside, all on the inside. I want a fudgy the whale. That's it. <laughs> Do you have Carvel? Have you ever, have you Carvel? I don't know. Oh man, a fudgy the well Carvel game, bro. I'm just, I'm done. I don't know. Oh, oh man, I sh- red I velvet. Well, that's an interesting choice. I don't know what I. I think I don't know why I love red velvet. I can definitely tell. You, I am not a double chocolate kind of person. Like I would definitely be vanilla and vanilla frosting if it was that. You better part. shut up with the blast meat. See, I swear <laughs> you racing all the time. You know, Dante, Dante, right? Dante White. You call it, you don't like chocolate, you, you like vanilla. What, is that, what does that look like? Your subconscious is showing you, <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you. Good night. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I like I mean, my men, like I like my coffee, like I like my cake, like I like everything, all chocolate. Uh, my dream cake would be chocolate you can give me mm-hmm. two two layers of chocolate cake you put the chocolate icing in the middle around it on top of it mm-hmm. those chocolate shavings on top some chocolate sprinkles make it look real pretty man i'm here for a double chocolate cake any day of you know who used to have a really good chocolate cake who i slept on and then i ain't had it in forever but they got a really good chocolate cake who make my mouth water right now uh <laughs> hooters what exactly what Okay, how did you know I, that Hooters has a good cake? Well, 
I don't eat, and I ain't ate it in so long, but I just remember one time, I don't even know how I, I don't even know, Rubes. I just know as soon as I- You don't really know how you end up at Hooters anyway, so. Listen, I just know that when I had that chocolate cake the first time, I was like, uh, yes, please. And so if I would have like, in LA, ESPN was right down the street from a Hooters, which is weird, in the middle of downtown Los Angeles. Yes. Um. I was like, man, I had like only two times I had like the worst chocolate cake cravings. And I was like, this, I'm going to put my order in at Hooter. Do pick up, drop out, gone about my business. But they have like, I'm telling y'all, if you have a Hooters nearby, chocolate cake. Damn. Now I'm going to have to pick up a slice. I'm trying to figure out how I could get you a very specific cake because I can't bake it and send it to you because you'll just throw it out because you don't eat food from other people's kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> This is a yours rocket and Millie yeah. be walking all over the counter and licking the spoon. Okay. I, that is literally uh, possible. They are a half a foot tall. There's no way they could get on the counter. You probably would be holding them in with your arms while you mix in my batter. Yeah, you know, I I put, I'd put them in a baby bajorn. I would put them in a baby bajorn while I, I make it. the way you're taking care of these dogs. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. put nothing past you. Put it on my back like a little baby. But, um, I know it, but, um, we're here at the end of the podcast. Uh, not my favorite time, but uh, we got to wrap it up because uh, it's, we got to um, But Elena's on vacation. I'm on yes. vacation. Uh, I got some Law and Order SVU to watch. You know us. <laughs> not we much. New episodes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then criminal, criminal Intent. Intent. That's right. <laughs> That's Stabler's back. It. Yep. I meant to talk about it on the pod a couple weeks ago because I know I watched the, that Friday night when it debuted. Oh, man. And they show up at the scene and there's Olivia Benson. She looks over with her scared face with her trembling lower jaw. And she's just like, oh, Elliot. And he's like, yes. <laughs> the evolution of Olivia, though. That girl, I don't see her from from young thing, Olivia, to now old lady. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. It's my favorite. Uh, Christina watches. That tends to be like the show that's on the back on in the background during the workday. And I love popping up at different times. And you see her different hairstyles and the different looks yeah. she's been through. Oh, my gosh. You're like, Olivia. <laughs> but uh, shout out Olivia Benson. Um, yep. She's our favorite. Mariska Haggerty. Um, but, yes. What did you call her? Don't be making yeah, I, I'll tell you, I'm not good at name. Uh, don't let her sound like Shrek, Bo. I thought it was Mariska. I don't. I'm telling Mariska you. Mariska Hajite or something. It's not yeah. like, it's not a hard G, bro. <laughs> um, my only intention to set it and forget it this week is uh, to remind y'all that Wednesday is my birthday. Please send me all the good love vibes. Uh, I love DoorDash. I love first class tickets to Cancun. You shouldn't have um, to ask for these things. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean i'd ask for someone else but it's inappropriate on the pause so hey <laughs> sex okay you're still on the pod <laughs> still on the pod all right y'all well um intention yes. said and forget it live like elena party with drake all week listen to it embrace it um eat some red velvet cake in my honor and then go get a fudgy the whale ice cream cake uh, catch me on a gram this week, stuffing my face with both of those items because I'm determined to find some down here in Virginia. And uh, that's all I got because next week is going to be your birthday pod. Even though I know you're not particularly looking forward to it, I'm going to force it upon you. Not looking forward to it. You're like, I'm going to dodge your calls all next Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, this is just a, a little um, 
advisory warning, you may not have the pod next week. <laughs> She's like, we, <laughs> just a heads up. I might have to call in some of those co-hosts that keep popping up. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh, I know. Shout out Eric Dowling. Uh, that boy exactly. really wants to co-host his pod, and I am not mad. He is like our number one fan. He's A1, day one faithful. Uh, to sure. all of y'all, we really do love y'all. But Eric being our DMs, like hard. <laughs> So he shares, he cares. He's a, he's a giver. He's a giver, y'all. Anyway, on that note, um, have a great week, everybody. Keep it 100. Uh, live like Laney. Live like Laney. Oh, good hashtag. Hashtag like live it. like Laney. I like it. All right, All right. y'all. We out. Bye.